0: Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Turn Rate podcast. On today's episode, we are going to talk about how to write a realistic romantic conflict. Now, I got the idea for this podcast episode because in my first novel, one of the criticisms that I faced was that my two main characters, Felicity and Fitz, did not have a believable romantic conflict. Some of my reviewers said that The initial attraction was too much like teenagers meeting and falling in love and so they didn't believe it. That has caused me to do a lot of reflecting and researching and thinking about how I can make my romantic conflicts in my stories better. I absolutely love a good story that has a strong romantic subplot. I think it can add a ton to your story. Even if you are writing science fiction, historical fiction, literary fiction, etc, I think those strong romantic subplots can really add a lot to your story, but they shouldn't be the focus of your novel if you are writing in one of those genres. But I've been thinking about it, like I said, and I have broken it down into four different factors that can help you write a more realistic conflict. So without any further ado, let's just jump right in. The first element to having this romantic conflict be believable is that the initial attraction must be believable. Of course, you know, there are some times that you do find someone attractive by the way that they look or by some random occurrence or something like that. However, as fiction writers, we have a duty to be true to life and to create believable things because we want our readers to feel empathy for our characters. And if the situation is not believable, our readers aren't going to empathize with our characters. So the initial attraction should be believable, it should be a layered conflict, and the conflict should be specific. Let's take a look at three different scenarios. Maybe person A is on a dating website and they are scrolling through. They decide to go on a date with someone and their initial attraction is that the person has a very good sense of humor but that's not enough there's always kind of a butt in real life whenever we're attracted to someone this person's butt is although they have a good sense of humor they aren't really this person's type physically in fact they're a little bit shorter than this girl and they're content with just wearing jeans and a hoodie Person B is initially attracted to their person because they're at work and they're really attracted to this person's emotional intelligence within group projects. Some people get super worked up, but this person, calm um, and collected and mature with everything that is thrown his way. But the pursuer is kind of like, mm. A romantic relationship at work will never work out. It's not encouraged. It's not specifically stated in the policy, but it's not encouraged and it'll never work. So I'm not going to pursue this. Person C goes out with a group of friends. They introduce this girl to a friend of a friend. He is initially very attracted to this guy because he is making everyone have a great time that night. He's making everyone feel welcome and he's a really great dancer. But she finds out That he's Jewish and her whole family is evangelical Christian, and they expect her to only date other evangelical Christians. So, although there was a strong initial attraction to these people in the first place, more than their looks, you know, there was humor, there was emotional intelligence, the way you are as a person, the way you come across, someone being a really good dancer and really fun to be around, those are all things that. You know, maybe you have appreciated about romantic partners, either past or present, or things that you know your friends appreciate about their romantic partners, and so on. So it's all very believable because it is specific. It's not flash of light. I'm super, super attracted to this person, and that's it. I mean... I get those kinds of moments can work in stories like the twilight story for example it is very much a physical instant attraction and that worked in that in that series and some people do criticize it but other people love it so um it really just depends but i think as emerging writers we have far less grace and we need to make these conflicts believable so after you make the conflict specific and maybe more encompassing than just the physical appearance of the character, you want to add a little bit of complexity to it. So when person A was in high school and she got asked to go to the prom by this guy, he said, I would love to go to the prom with you, but you can't wear high heels because I don't want you to be taller than me. The girl ended up not going to the prom at all because this comment really hurt her confidence. Now she's questioning, can she pursue this relationship? because of what happened in her past. Person B is a minority, and they have worked so hard to climb up the corporate ladder and get to where they are today, and Person B always feels like there's more scrutiny on them, so they flat-iron their hair, and they do different things to blend in at the company. So Person B knows, even though this other person seems so stable and warm and inviting, and has even expressed interest in her, Would it really be worth it to risk her job at this company? She finds out that her parents are actually getting divorced after 25 years of marriage. She's devastated, and suddenly the family dynamic switches, and there's not as much pressure on her to pursue someone of the same religion. However, she still feels it's her duty because of the way she was raised. So each caveat I added to each scenario added a lot of realistic complexity to the situation. An initial attraction is not merely about someone's looks, someone's smile, someone's jokes, or someone's social status in society. It's a lot of things. We may be attracted to a person initially based on social status or appearance, but as we get to know them, we find out more about their personality and more of their emotional qualities and that either makes us like them more or like them less then we start to learn someone's religion politics backstory their struggles their insecurities their ghosts and our perspective on them shifts even more and there's a lot of complexity added to the detail that we already know about the person so the initial attraction should be believable and that is done by going beyond appearance that is done by adding complexity to the situation, being inclusive of the character's past, and also making the initial setup very detailed and including the right amount of backstory. The second element of a realistic conflict in a romantic relationship is even if the relationship is seemingly perfect on the outside or the two are absolutely crazy about one another, they still are going to face challenges not only externally in the world but also within their own relationship in the real world some of the challenges we can face outside of our relationships are job loss due to a pandemic losing a grandparent a friend being looked over at work for a promotion feeling stressed out because there's a thief on the loose in the neighborhood and they keep breaking into people's cars a broken bone, an illness, all common threats and obstacles that people face every day in relationships. However, just because you are facing those threats doesn't mean that internally within your relationship, you're not also facing issues. Maybe you're living together for the first time and you argue on how much money to spend on eating in versus eating out. Maybe the other person never does the dishes and that really gets on your nerves. Maybe you have totally different tastes in music and when you go on car rides, you can never decide what kind of music you want to listen to. In your story, you should have those little elements like fighting over which radio station or TV station to listen to or watch, as well as those bigger issues that might be about money, fidelity, religion, politics. All of those things create very believable conflicts. Remember that there should be a conflict within, within the relationship, and your character must also be fighting other battles, such as to save the world, advance in his career, save a family member, etc. The third element is that relationships are not isolated. They are affected by coworkers, family members, friends, and exes. This was a mistake I made in my story because Felicity and Fitz's relationship did have to be secretive because it wasn't really allowed based on the constraints of their world and their jobs. And really the only person that was privy to some of the relationship was Felicity's best friend, Mitch. However, that is not believable. Felicity's parents would definitely need more detail on the relationship. Felicity's other co-workers should have been suspicious of the relationship. There should have been more of an impact on the minor characters um, and their thoughts on the relationship. So remember, relationships, you're not isolated with your relationships. You know, you take your date out with your friends to work events, obviously to meet your family. So think about how all of those external relationships affect this internal relationship. And that will often automatically give you more of a realistic conflict or just more conflict in general. Obviously, if you bring a guy home and your parents don't like the way he dresses, but you're crazy about him, that is going to create a conflict. Lastly, the relationship unravels slowly because that is how life progresses, even if the initial attraction was a huge explosion. And this is necessary to keep hooking and engaging the reader Also, people are just not that decisive about relationships. It takes years and years to fully trust someone and get to a very complete picture in your relationship. It's not as instantaneous as a lot of novels or films make it seem like. And coming from a young person that's writing, you know, you don't always know that. Um, I've had relationships in the past, but never any as serious as the one I'm in today. And Whenever I started writing The Sweep, I was not in this relationship. So as you grow older, you grow wiser, and I think that's another aspect of being a writer. It takes many years to develop the wisdom necessary to pass on in books and to put inside of your characters. Having these conflicts is great fodder to keep the readers engaged while you play out your main plot. And and there's some moments where you need more contemplation Uh, in these moments, you can pull in this B subplot of romance, and that will keep your readers interested. I hope these four ways to write more realistic romantic conflicts will help you. Let me know what genre you typically write. Typically include a romance subplot, or is that not really your thing? Let me know by sounding off on this podcast in the comment section. Follow me on Twitter at kgrecolit. Follow this podcast on Twitter You can be notified um, anytime we upload an episode by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. As always, keep writing, keep reading, and keep querying. I will talk to you guys on our next road trip.